Hello, I'm Sam Osmiston, your host, a writer and teacher who has a passion for sharing and writing stories. Welcome to another episode of the Messy and Glorious podcast. Come and listen in on the conversation as I turn the light on real and raw stories of everyday people. Let me introduce you to today's guest. The Kind Living Salon's ethos is very simple. Be kind. Be kind to oneself, to others, and of course, the planet. And this is what I've come to expect from Lizzie Salter, founder of the Kind Living Salon, as I've spent time with her over the last year. Her inner wisdom and vast knowledge has astounded me, and with her big heart, for me, she epitomises how humans can create a kinder world, and I had to share her with you. Lizzie's turning point came in 2017 when she found it difficult to access a beauty holistic therapy space that she knew was 100% vegan, organic and eco-conscious, which led her to create the Kind Living Salon. For the past three years, she's been working towards establishing a unique hub with an environment that is tranquil, peaceful and in line with the lifestyle choices of the practitioners and therapists that work there, yet deliver a high standard of relaxing, supportive and educational services for all. Ultimately, it's ethically luxurious, relaxing and restorative. It's beauty wrapped in kindness. Hello, Lizzie. Hello. How are you, you today? Me cry. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> you. <laughs> I like to do that to my guests. Oh dear. Oh. Yes, I'm fine <laughs> It's it's um strange, isn't it? Sometimes when you have like your your bio, as it were like read back to you especially when it's been embellished slightly by by me but just like and take it in for a moment yeah 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 it was lovely thank you for that intro (laughs) so um for those people who maybe have never met you before Lizzie just um tell tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and why it's so important to you okay so what I actually do is beauty therapy as well as holistic therapies and the angle that I've grown and developed uh, on that service is to provide extra kind of attention to well-being so mind-body connection so a lot of my clients tend to experience more than just the treatment if it includes some Ayurvedic tea if it's just a chat if it's five minutes to rant and then get on the couch that's fine Um, and that could be anything from a manicure to two hour nurture yourself package where I don't speak to them for two hours and then afterwards they (laughs) they sort of walk out a little bit misguided and blurry and that's good because it just it just shows that no matter what each client is experiencing in that space they are fully immersing themselves in their time and I think that's why it's been so crucial to take that and quite slowly it's not um you know I suppose like within the realm of sort of uh beauty salons it's it's not the norm (laughs) but that's okay and uh I've kind of come to accept that now so I like I like doing that sometimes I have to be quite quick with clients if they're having more than one treatment um but normally my regular clientele who book and book again is because they know they're going to experience something more than just the title of what they've, they've booked. Um, and that's what I want them to go away feeling. Uh, and yeah, so that's what I kind of do in a nutshell on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. <laughs> so um, how did you get to where you are now? So, you know, what, what, and sort of drove you to creating the kind of living salon um 
Okay, so about 17 years ago, oh, giving away my age. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's nearly 18 years. Uh, 18, uh, I Hello, just 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really loved uh, the aesthetic side of beauty. That's never gone away. I love makeup. I love nails. I love presenting yourself in your best way if that suits you um never with any sort of criteria but it just led me to the beauty industry and i decided that i would go and train and i did two years training and then i worked in a salon um i started actually a apprenticeship with uh the college in western superbear then i went on to actually do the gmbq course because i found that i needed a bit more structure <laughs> shock horror uh just to like because otherwise i'll go off with 10 courses later and i've still not actually achieved what i want to achieve um so i did that and then i developed quite a good sort of uh professional portfolio i worked in several salons i worked for um some big names um particularly in western i was then head therapist for a salon for about two years until actually that salon closed so there was quite a lot of obstacles that changed direction for me that were out of my control but when you're young you sort of don't see it like that you just see it as an op like either a missed opportunity or an opportunity to do something else mm -hmm. and so I kept changing jobs for quite a while and then I did a little bit of mobile and in between that I did a degree and went back to education went into teaching decided to work with students with autism just completely different end of the scale uh, throughout it all though I have been fascinated with self-care um, improving your well-being and understanding why this seems to be such a challenge mm -hmm. for human beings to do uh, particularly from myself my own story so that was why I then I think after I'd had my son about five years ago, I thought the only way that's going to change is if I make those changes myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where that started. And then I had a few clients say, oh, can I have a massage at home? I don't mind screaming, baby. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just got back into it. And then that's the kind of thing came, it literally about three years ago, just had an idea in bed and I thought, why am I not doing this? <laughs> so uh, I went for it and I applied to Virgin and they really liked my business idea and they helped me out as a new mum. So that was great. And I got it off the, got it off the first step, but it's, you know, it's a work in progress. That's the one thing I've realized as well, even after 18 years is that, I mean, I'm still learning now, just going to do a beauty teaching qualification. I got a crystal workshop that I'm doing there's just constant additions to my skills and my practice, but my actual business came from me making those changes myself. I think otherwise I'd have just carried on staying perhaps under that umbrella of either employment or not quite satisfied. Mm. And uh, that's now changed. Yeah. So do you think like, obviously there's the, the, you said about turning points and obstacles and, and challenges and becoming a mum and those kind of things. Um, they've how have they shaped your journey to, to where you are now what what moments in your head went kind of oh yes or I don't want to experience that anymore so I'm going to do this or you know those kind of things okay about 10 years ago I was really poorly I was constantly suffering from what was medically diagnosed as IBS 
uh, stress headaches, like cluster headaches, um, lymph problems. When I was about 14, I had my tonsils taken out. So after many years of research, I've realized that knowing that I do do lymphatic drainage massage, it was quite useful to know that uh, tonsils are your first net for bacteria, problems, viruses, stuff like that. Obviously, I had mine whipped out for various reasons, and actually, it was of benefit to me, but everybody has a different school of thought for that. But for me and my body, it did actually help it because um, I think it actually was worse with the men because they weren't well. Um, and then I didn't know that, of course, the next lot is then sort of the next lymph node. So it sort of goes down in schedule. Mm -hmm. So my immune system took a real battering and about 10 years ago. I think I was very close to either sort of glandular fevery kind of thing or sort of almost like hospitalization really because I just was poorly all the time um it didn't help that I was in my 20s loving life <sighs> drinking smoking eating meaty kebabs you know just kind of not looking after myself at all working six days a week and giving nearly sort of probably on average five or six massages a day um so you just kind of <sighs> you, you had something has to happen and then I got really poorly uh, just after I met my husband so it was about good timing really because I think he was the one who sort of said nothing's actually really wrong with you as such but something isn't working and so it was just lifestyle and I did some research I did some reading and I'd been vegetarian for about eight years um, and then I continued to be vegetarian for about three years until we actually got married and uh, I then started doing some personal training <laughs> I had a one-to-one -one personal trainer and I did running and I got back into some exercise and just feeling really good about myself but I still had all of these medical problems so mm -hmm. even though I then lost a bit of weight and I was aware of what I was eating I was still getting really poorly and then about seven years ago, I had such a bad uh, sort of IBS attack that I actually had to then have a, a medical intervention. And they just don't really sort of, I say they as the umbrella term of whoever's looking after you at the mm -hmm. time, but know what to do. Because it, again, it's quite an understudied condition of the human body. And I deal with that quite a lot in massage blockages yeah. and tummy troubles and tummy issues and stress and I thought ah and it was like a light bulb moment <laughs> okay and the stress light bulb went on and I realized that I carried it all in my stomach and people carry stress differently mm -hmm. some people carry it in their heads in their necks in their feet all over but it affected my gut terribly um so I decided that I needed to look into a different kind of way of living and that was kind of the start it, and it took a long time to get off the ground <laughs> I had a pile of like 19 books that I never read that were just there that had all the titles that would change your life and I just didn't do anything with it but I think I was quite scared to do that as well because I'd spent the majority of my life not doing that okay. so to make that change I'm good it's going to be like a new life um and I was worried it would affect like my husband and our our way of living and that kind of thing and then I realized that I just had to do it for me so I did and I made huge changes and I basically I mean we, we'd stopped smoking before I'd had a child 
um, but we didn't go out sort of drinking. I went fully vegan. Um, so I had just stopped the dairy completely, no meat. Um, didn't mean that I was automatically healthy. I had to learn how to cook. I le- had to learn how to actually <laughs> eat properly, uh, not live on chips and peanuts. And I had to do a bit of mindfulness, really, about what it was that I was trying to achieve because just stopping things as well can cause its own issues. Yeah, your body can react. It's like cold turkey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I I did that and um, basically after about a year, the biggest difference I noticed was that my IBS had gone my headaches my cluster headaches have gone and my skin was so much better because I'd suffered from hormonal acne as well for quite a long time um so that had all kind of cleared up and I would probably say that for well nearly five years on now the biggest challenge has been what happens when you start to know things (laughs) because once you know a little bit of information oh yeah that's it opens floodgates doesn't it it does it does indeed i'd say that's the biggest challenge yeah is managing that information do you think yeah that you don't live in guilt that you don't kind of live in the negative Uh and and the things that you feel that you weren't doing right or that the things that you realized were just not okay and that can be personal it can be environmental it could be political it can be um business economical it could then be global you can start to amass an amount of information your brain literally feels like i've now opened up a can of worms because i've realized that i've been living a little bit i mean this is me personally and not anybody else but i felt like i had been walking around a little bit with like a blindfold on mm-hmm. and when that blindfold came off and I realized I had the power to access information that I needed to know and I could verify that. So it was, it was, you know, it was peer reviewed studies. It was scientifically backed information. I could, I, it, the frustration and the like, you want to shout to the world, like, this is what I know. And, um, no one wants to know unless they want to know. <laughs> you can't oh make it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was that. And so I, I had to go through like a whole journey of trying to find peace with myself and what I knew and what I cared about. So it was really good to put it into a business because I knew it would attract people who were perhaps inclined to just know a little bit more. And not yeah. everybody has to know anything. None of my clients have to be vegan or eco-conscious or using natural products or care about the environment as such but it's very very unlikely that anyone that comes through into my salon doesn't then ask oh what's that product or you know so you you start the conversation through the environment and that's just so much nicer than panic driven conversations oh completely I think it's a um, really gentle way and I think this is really important when we're passing information on it's a really gentle way to step into an, a beautiful environment that you've created and actually be inspired to ask the questions rather than yes being loaded with a, a pile of information yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just starting that seed isn't it which is so important I think one of the reasons why I share you know the, the stories of other people is is it's not about 
overloading people with information it, it's it's getting people to recognize that they do care and they they do want to make a difference in some way um and that you know that, that there is something they can do um and that you know that there's probably some reason in their life like like you've had with with the ibs and things that they need to do it there's something they need to do so yeah, yeah I, I i i think what you've created and being able to introduce this information in such a beautiful way is incredible and i think yeah people are just gonna, those blindfolds are going to be dropping off left right <laughs> yeah i do i mean that, i have to say that is one of my biggest concerns because when i originally had my business plan idea for the salon as well as my life i thought i, I wrote down sort of the things that i really wanted from it <laughs> which when i look back now it's exactly the same it hasn't changed oh wow it, i can be in alignment with my ethics and do my job but also so that i can go home and sort of sleep at night but yeah i know that what I've done that day has benefited somehow and I had to drop this like perfectionist hat it had to go because the other side of the industry where you are on commission-based selling yeah or you are working big brand names who literally are in it for the min like like millions I mean there's nothing wrong with the money that's not the issue um as much as uh, some other people would disagree with my my scarcity mindset but actually realistically there's nothing wrong with making the money from the products it was the ethical basis at which those products were being made yeah. and then you on my clients that I couldn't work with anymore because I knew I was lying yeah. and even if you convince yourself with the best training in the world with the best teacher and the best tutor that tells you absolutely that these ingredients are safe for the human body to use if you will not eat it why is it going in your skin yeah your skin is the largest living organ on your body it's a porous sieve and you are sieving through toxic chemicals and plastic into the bloodstream you might as well intravenously inject yourself with it because it's the same process essentially once it's uh, certainly at a toxic level once it's entered your bloodstream and the problem you have with skin renewal, skin care, and anything like that is that when products are put on a regular basis because they maintain an effect, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's an effect. It's not a true-to-form presentation of your skin. A true-to-form presentation of your skin is actually assessing what the skin's needs are, and that might not change the appearance, and that should be okay, but we're not conditioned to believe that we are conditioned to believe that skin should look perfect and it should be flawless this word flawless i hate that word flawless and totally wrong for women particularly but even now guys the pressure so they'll buy into an 80 pound product that will strip it back so it will look flawless but the long-term effects are not known really we haven't used these ingredients for long enough um and I suppose that's the message that I try all the time, particularly with my sort of skincare clients, is to say to them, look, it's not wrong. I just think that there's a better choice. And maybe you'd feel better if you didn't have that pressure to always look yeah. a certain way. So not everybody. I get a lot of, you know, no, 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 I love it. <laughs> that's, that's okay just not ready or wanting that but yeah it's weird isn't I it? get a lot that don't 
I've never really, it's funny because my mum, my mum, um, always used to do a face and have products and things and she used to do um oriflame yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, no, years ago yeah. it was like 70s 80s thing whatever and still going today they, and i have oh to say God. as a company they're pretty good but yeah um <laughs> but no it's weird because she was always like had heavy perfume and things like that sorry mum yeah <laughs> um but, but you know it's like um I hate perfume and I, I've never worn, you know, it's very rare that you'll get makeup unless my two daughters hold me down and put it on my face. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'd, I've never, just, it's not, never part of my routine, but I do obviously yeah. have, have um, cream and things like that. And, and one of the things that, that for me, I get, I get more and more conscious of is how yeah. do I choose, you know, and how, like for our listeners, how, how can you choose between a, a kind I, I I'll say in an in invisible inverted commas um you know a, a, the difference between a kind product and an unkind product for yourself like yeah, what kind of things should people look out for and why I think uh the top the top three things that I I would say to everybody is the first one is if it's aqua based um yeah. normally that's not a good sign so okay out of all of the words and lists on an ingredients list on a product heavily laced with aqua is to me not kind of you're not looking at a pure perhaps organically sort of made in product you're, you're looking at a, a factory okay. sort of made product um mass produced so smaller the company the better you're going to get personal intention and you're going to get attention to detail with people who are making their own products mm -hmm. so to support local i mean we could list the, we could go on hours about the benefits of that but small businesses you use pink and green don't you yeah i use pink and green skincare and um carol she's amazing based in swindon and at, at a professional level you do have to be able to offer you know a, a facial routine uh -huh. But you don't need necessarily 25 products to do that and to create the effects that you need and again it goes back to the need not want so yeah. it's the need so if it's a skin concern like rosacea or hormonal acne like I had or anything, that's a need that's a very different approach to why you are purchasing anything to go on your skin but so that would be my, my two my third tip when you're looking at products is really to just ask whether or not you do need it because quite often a lot of our skin concerns have then come from the inside okay. so uh, our skin is like the last little uh should we say rec rec receiver the recipient of things that come from the inside of our body to the outside and what it's constantly doing is it's protecting it's renewing it's categorizing it's it's almost um presenting your health <laughs> so if your skin is not how you think it normally is if you think that it's changed if you've suddenly got really puffy dark circles or if you've suddenly just like it's just come on you know like a rash or they're indicators and it's literally like a little alarm system in your body that's nothing to do with a product. A product, <laughs> you may get something that might soothe it or help it or um, perhaps stop irritation or spreading or things like that. But the actual problem will have come from inside. 
Um, and there are very, very few situations where that hasn't happened from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So gut health or, you know, body health. So those are my three tips because if you're going around boots or the big brand names and you're shopping and you're, you've got 200 cash in your purse and you're, I want to spend it on nice, pretty products for the bathroom. It's great. And I think, you know, if that's what floats your boat, but the other side of that is one, you don't really know what's on that ingredients list. And yeah. I don't know many clients. I've never spoken to anybody apart from another therapist that has sat down and gone through word for word on Google, what those ingredients are. Mm -hmm. And say that's one thing I've really wanted to do and I, I do read I do the read I read but I think a lot of people have gotten on to the whole paraben thing and there's a lot of people have taken those out of their products now but there's still there's there's words that they dress up and you've got to watch for them and that's something that I have actually wanted to do I've just changed try try changing my skincare but I'm going gradually because I I need to you know be in mind of budget and and trying to sort of go slowly but I've always used the same product pretty much the whole of my life and the same cream, face cream. I don't do anything fancy, just wash with water and, and put some face cream on because I've got a slightly dry skin, but that's it. And I, I just like, it's getting to the point where you think, oh, I know I've got to make a choice, but I've been using this so long. I'm scared. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. I'm scared of having an issue. I think... I think what you said like about if you've put in good stuff in your body you're less likely to have an issue with a cream aren't you yeah and I think that like what you're saying the you know the conditioning and that's not that is something that's where we've got to kind of remove this guilt trick this yeah of, oh well obviously someone's better than me because I think what it comes down to is knowledge is power and at the end of the day power needs to be used for the greater good and it needs to be used in kindness so you're kindly allowing people to make better choices and you know I think I came up with a little bit of a thing the other day a bit like a slogan and it was like have like um you know uh it was um take power over your choices it was something like that just ha have make conscious decisions and the the problem is that from a young age like you said watching your mum put cream on or makeup and things like that 30 40 years ago it wasn't that there wasn't a need to question where things mm. came from or what you were given but you had very very few people that questioned perhaps authority or the system or oh God, completely or economy because one you had didn't have the internet access as well so you didn't have anything that would make you question it in the first place so for example you're on facebook you're scrolling down you see a little gif and it says something like fingers up to something and it could be a medicine it could be um food it could be something and even if you don't agree somewhere in your subconscious there will be a doubt of but if they think that why why do they think that <laughs> where's that come from yes where is it coming from why are they questioning it and why aren't yeah. i questioning it to a certain extent isn't it and yeah yeah and it, it just sets those little waves of of um yeah uncertainty and and sort of like question yeah the questions keep coming out don't they and then yeah it starts you on the trail and that's all you need sometimes isn't it um to see that um uh what was i gonna ask you next okay um so how so for me i i unfortunately we can't share it but i watched a live um a few months ago 
that you shared within a private group that we're in and you talked about kindness and that was just like when I heard you talk about that and I was like I'd made notes at the time but can't find the money where now they seem to have disappeared into the ether um but how does the word like kindness like guide you and does does it guide you not just for your business but through life's you know difficult experiences as well ah that's a pretty good question actually because i think that if people were 100 percent honest we are we may all be really good at presenting and knowing and sharing knowledge around something such as the act of could be kindness love peace um but in the actual real uh storm of life i think it's very difficult to not be hypocritical and mm -hmm. it's very difficult to not almost rain on your own parade <laughs> you sort of ruin your own world by not being kind to yourself or taking out your frustrations on your partner or husband or shouting at your child because you've lost the plot because you've got 50 jobs to do and you've not done one and I think that's what guides me is kindness isn't just about being kind to yourself or others in the um should we say the common sense of it that you know it's just common sense to like not punch someone in the face because you're angry you know regarding uh I don't know, they, they, they dropped a crisp packet on the floor. It's just extreme behaviours. And I think that it's just the balance. It's finding that balance that it is just a behaviour at the end of the day. I choose to behave in a way that makes me feel better. I feel better when I know I'm, I'm not doing anything that's hurt anybody or anything. And that just makes me feel really good. Um, if... If I had to take that just and sort of apply that to say even just vegan living, that would be my number one thing is I don't think that as a human being, as a homo sapien animal, uh, just a mammalian walking on this earth, we have any right over anybody's life at all other than our own. And that's from the tiny ant, you know, right up to the elephants, you know, and I just think it shouldn't, the speciesism that goes on on this earth is going to sound sexist now but mostly down to males and mostly down to male humans and it's horrific and that's not to say that women aren't and a part of it but I think if you look back through history you know hunting and the games and sword fighting let's sword fight for a sport I mean that's just craziness and I think we did we did do that through the through the years even Roman times you know, baiting a bear was fun and it still is today in some parts of the world. And that just shows how, although the majority would go, oh, that's awful, you know, don't put a nose, you know, nose ring on it and stab it before you put it in the ring. We would actually still find that in pockets of the world. And that's because I think innately there's something in our nature where we think we're better than. And that's, I don't think there's really a blame thing going on. I don't think that's healthy. I think it's more like that just keep making that the minority just keep changing that with peace and kindness and love and understand that at the end of the day 
if we hadn't had the brains that we had and we hadn't invented knives and guns and I thought this my whole life since I was a little girl <laughs> if a bear came through my field and was like you know if you lived out in the middle of Americas you'd run and hide or you would be up very very high house somewhere like with the door <laughs> shut with a table again because a bear would eat you <laughs> and we've just lost that respect for the cycles the placements the evolutions of the species on this planet and so kindness comes from us to each other um and that's lacking massively but i don't want it to be a negative theme so i constantly try and think to myself for every time there's something that you know i don't listen to the news but if i hear anything and i think oh no you know um another tragedy or something going on in the world uh i try and balance it with the amount the masses of good that is going on because it's just because it's not publicized and there is there's huge amounts of good going on the, the energy this year is transformative i think people are really becoming quite awoke uh like really really trying to focus on kindness um you see the word everywhere it's all over social media and i just think it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be thought about at depth unless you really want to mm-hmm. it's just being nice <laughs> like i hate that word as well but it's true it's just being nice to each other yeah making a decision isn't it yeah to make a decision uh to to choose how if you if you feel like i mean we all do it and we all judge and um look at things and and obviously everyone has different perceptions based on their upbringing and and life experiences and think we it or instant reaction to something isn't necessarily how we need to respond is it it's like we can choose our response we can react within and and choose our response without and i I think think that's probably the hardest challenge yeah and it is and i think like you say that i think we hang i would without sounding sounding arrogant i think uh, like attracts like and i think me and you tend to um hang around with people who are all becoming slightly more conscious and it feels and it's a good place to to be because it feels like there's so much respect and understanding um but then we we go home to our families and not necessarily doing the same things as us and it can be difficult can't it at home and um oh i mean i think just to end on that bit was I, I've just been listening to um I mean I don't know if I can sort of share this but I've just been listening to another uh, audible book uh yeah no share away because I I write links to everything so oh, okay so Heather McLean and the the bit that just literally got me it was like it was like a dagger to the throat was she said um you're sort of trying to put it into context it's all about sort of formatting really it's like a computer it's like re redirecting mm-hmm. you change it like changing everything that you think happens it, it doesn't you sort of make it happen kind of yeah. in your brain um extremely powerful stuff in a really simplistic format so it's brilliant for me <laughs> and it just got me when she said that you don't you're you're not defined by the things that you think you are that, yeah. that you actually do them and one of them for me was like say depression 
So she was like, you don't actually, you're, you're not depressed. You do depression. Yeah. And that actually, she even says like, if that's too much for you to take, step away from the audible, have a breather, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. because we're very defensive and upset by things that challenge our belief systems or things that actually make us think, Oh, I've been doing this for so long. It must be right. Yeah. And I know it, I know it. But quite often when you're sort of shouting at yourself, I know who I am. I know what I'm going through. I know how I feel. It's absolutely everything. What you're really saying is I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I think that just resonated with the kindness with, you know, with veganism, with the movement of this year, that the world is changing and that people are realizing we are, we're animals and we need to be in nature and we need to be connected with each other. We need to touch each other. And that sounds really weird, but um, no, I totally get that. that. There's a lack of intimacy, yeah. isn't there? I Terrible. don't think because, because no one hugs each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, National Hug Day. Oh, I, I mean, this oh, won't go out. This won't go out on National Hug Day, but it is National Hug Day today. So yeah. um, get some hugging a, on. A hug token. That's how sad it is. So it's like a hug token just to amplify that you need to hug more. Yeah. Like connect. And, yeah. Yeah all those things wrapped into that really what was the book called that you were reading uh, it's mind, mind change by heather mclean change i would just make a note of that in the show notes yeah ah oh, that's great she lives in hawaii and she um you know she talks really rawly from her own experience so you can really connect on that human level. Mm. You know, everybody's got their journey. Everybody's got their stories and their their shit that they've been they've been yeah. through, and they realise that actually, she is just so commonsensical. It's scary because you think, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> less, <laughs> less, blah, bless, 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 bless. Yeah, bless, bless. Um. So, what's a typical day in the life of Lizzie like? Just yeah. don't have to go to. <laughs> don't want to know when you go to the toilet or anything. Just, just no, like you know. Yeah. I think you've got <laughs> to share that one. Typical day and like. Okay, yeah. so today, uh, great example. I sort of work through Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and so if I wasn't doing this amazing podcast, I would probably be already at the salon, uh, either with a client that would have been booked in, or now I've got a client coming in at twelve. So there's, you know, I have like a little bit of space in between sometimes mm. um normally i have my head in a book any gap i've possibly got so i'm just reading um dr gregor's how not to diet uh i'm also reading campbell's the china study it's all about wow. food uh, okay um and i'm also reading 21 lessons for um the 21st century by yuval noah harari wow so if I can get through those three, then I've got 16 to go. So that's fine. <laughs> Sounds like my bookshelf. I've got them all yeah. in order. I've yeah, read these. I've half read these. I'm reading these. Yes. Yeah. My husband, How can you read two pages from that one and two pages? And I'm like, I just can. And I just will get through it. And I, I just trust that although I don't consciously feel like I'm taking in the information, subconsciously I am. I also have about 36 books on my Audible list. <laughs> so I'm to like I see them pop up in the sale. I'm like, buy that one, buy that. So on a typical day, it will include reading. 
I've learned to accept that that is my mindful time. That is my meditation time. I'm not very good at meditation classically. I've learned that as well because of, I think if we had to label stuff, there's a, an attention deficit there in my brain. It's, it's too spongy and I will just go off on tangents and often end up making myself worse. Um, massage is good for me. Self-care like that. You know, I can switch off when someone else is guiding me. It's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, the empowerment comes from sort of almost words. So like, that's where we resonate because books, I can escape. So then I'll switch off. So it's great. So anything like that, uh, I will be prepping tea. So like normally I get up and I just bung everything in a slow cooker. <laughs> I have, whatever's left normally in the fridge. My husband hates it because it'll include like a dookie beans and then it'll have baked beans in it. He's like, that's too many beans, you know. So we'll have like arguments over healthy food um, because in between that would be like a packet of crisps and a bottle of water quickly on the way to a, you know, to the salon or back or towel washing or something. Um, and then we home educate our child. So I am quite often covered in paints, clay, glue. My nail varnish is chipped, everything ready for the next day. So I have to have a good quality amount of hours most days. There's two days of the week where I don't do any home ed with him. And that's dad's role. Uh, that's just because I have to do admin and like work around life. So like I would like my hair cut once a year. That would be great. Anything like that. <laughs> I do get fine to sort of plan that ahead. Um, but like last night, off to the cinema with my mum. Self-care and escapism, but good, healthy escapism. So not like we didn't go to the pub. We went to the cinema. So, you know, um, what compromise. We went to see Little Women. Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to say that. I went yeah. to saw that on Boxing Day. Uh, yeah. Absolutely had me in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crap. But I, ha I had to hold it in. This is the tragedy of our lack of connection with humans. So next to me on my right was a gentleman who it was really nice to see guys in there. And he, like, he was sat there with his partner or wife. I had his legs crossed. He was on his phone until the film started. Okay. And then the film started and he just had that energy of, like, I knew he could see me. <laughs> and I just couldn't, like, let it out. And I was oh, like, no. there's one to the left. Like, Gah! and I'm there like... <laughs> silently letting a tear dribble down my cheek because I didn't want him to see me cry. Oh my god, I was blubbing. Yeah, I would be blubbing if, if I wasn't so closely. It's like a plane, isn't it? Like I could hear in the in the theatre that like <laughs> could just hear even I think some of the guys. There was guys, there was quite a lot yeah. of guys in the one we went to and yeah crying I could hear so much it, it yeah. was just the story I mean I won't share too much because it'd be so inventive nobody's watching yeah, it yet but yeah. it's just so I just think it's a really well good version. Done. Oh yeah, my god, really just so beautifully great done. acting. Yeah, really. incredible yeah. um characters. Yeah, the the people who who are doing the uh the women are amazing. And the guy, yeah. you know, the guys are absolutely amazing. But oh, so so I was just going to say that I I normally end my day with um crystals. Um Okay. A lot of time for nature. So if I can't get outside because I'm in a lot of the time yeah uh, most evenings will be either a walk around the field where i'm living uh or sat outside even like, i know it's freezing cold but i will just sit there for five minutes it's nice though isn't it yeah uh-huh yeah 
just to breathe in some like fresh air and mm. stuff, because you know then you know in the winter I think we just massively lack vitamins nutrients minerals and it's a challenge and a lot of the things that are happening to our health are preventable and I think the proof is in the pudding so when you've come from a place of sort of holiness really to wellness and I'm not perfect then that sort of says it all that it's in the actions it's in those small little steps that you take but you know like that getting some fresh air and just being with yourself quietly for five minutes because most days are manic we talk and do a lot so it's good to switch off and not read if I read I just want to read like a whole book and all yeah <laughs> well I do most of my reading in the morning <laughs> yeah I am um, I read at yeah. night um I read oh, non fiction. Uh, <laughs> sorry say that again that would be dangerous for me would it be dangerous <laughs> it is dangerous because I, I tend to read fiction at night and then oh, if in the morning I do journaling and I'll read or I'll either read a sort of more personal development businessy book or I'll listen to a podcast um in the morning um but yeah if I get a really good book like I've just read the familiars and um wow I've just I've literally just sped through that this week because <laughs> wow. I didn't want to put it down it's like oh my god I'm a bit tired <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah I just um it's it's crazy isn't it like a book can just take you um and yeah, yeah so you have got to be careful <laughs> yeah definitely cool um is there anybody that has particularly inspired you um it may be it may be someone who's written a book um talking books but um that that somebody it may be a person in your life that that has helped you you know kept you almost like an anchor um to to what you're doing yeah i'd say that there's probably not one person there's probably a few uh because i do tend to need more than one anchor as well for different so there's different things that i need from things like that so business wise business coach tamsin amazing uh the step up group amazing people in general in the business world you know very useful to ground you bring you back out of your bubble stop the panic (laughs) stop the self-sabotage um at home in my life i say one of the biggest uh, the biggest inspirations for my changes came from a friend who was a triathlete a very very good friend and she was very poorly and she completely did a 360 on her whole life she I mean I don't think she's been to a doctor's surgery in about five years and that's not a oh you know it's a a criticism or no but she's just managed you know if if people knew the life that she'd had before where she was there sort of every week then the context of that statement would make perfect sense that she is in control of her health and her life and her well-being and it's phenomenal to watch and she inspires me actually every day because even now I think she's about five years ahead of me. So I keep thinking that she's not the nemesis, she's the inspiration. She's the one who oh, like, wow. she started that journey five years before me. 
uh, something to aspire to. Um, I'm not going to be a runner. <laughs> it's just not me. I love yoga and I love swimming and I love netball, you know, but I wouldn't, running for me, I, it's terrible because I think if you have um, a slight uh, affliction as such, like mine, where my brain gets bored very easily, because mm-hmm. it is an affliction sometimes, especially in business, especially in the real world. Uh, I get bored so quickly. So I'd invest, I know I'll spend 100 quid on running gear and I'll run twice and that'd be it. So there's no point in me even, whereas my yoga mat, that's out nearly every day. So that's five quid, 200 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Bargain. <laughs> and I, and I think that the, the benefits are different and I have to accept that people are different and she is a different person so I get inspired by people like that you know in my circle I think wider field around the world um the way that people live I'd say inspirationally people like Ellen Fisher Dinty Fell these are all people you can follow on Instagram um who, Alan Fisher just, and who was the next one? Jinty Fell. Jinty. Yeah, J-I-N-T-I-F-E-L-L. They do a lot of Instagram and YouTube videos and they live the kind of life that I think, I don't, I don't want their life, but I resonate with the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and it's definitely an inspiration. And I try and show my husband like late at night, like, oh, look, 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 look what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my journey. Yeah, my journey. I and I think, that, you know, I I have this. I think my, my husband looks at me sometimes as if I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just don't don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I think he yeah. does deep down, but just like he just like I don't get get. Why do you need to do that? Or <laughs> why are you doing that again? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm very lucky because I am very inspired by my husband as well. You know, he has lost a lot. Um, through changes that happened to his health and his life and yet the opportunity that came from that has been taken and in the best way possible he is now building a new life and there's nothing wrong with that and I think I read a brilliant quote the other day I'm not I'm just I know I'm not gonna be able to remember it word for word but it was something like you know you sometimes have to be in in total chaos for there to come the right change like the direction that you're going to go in you've got to start again and I think that any anything like that is inspiring to me because I've always been frightened of that I've always been frightened of failure or loss or um, not having that control Mm -hmm. and I think the last seven years have taught me that actually surrendering to that sometimes and not having any control at all is exactly what you need um so you know and it's very important to try and learn from that i think if you don't address it and you don't talk about it that's when the problems start because the expectations are too high to live in a world where it's perfect and you know yeah and like you know motherhood wife shit anything like that so yeah, it's terrible pressure. <laughs> there is immense. Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, so where can people find you, Lizzie? 
to say that um, I've got a couple more questions to ask, but just um, if they want to get to know you or, um, you know, look at what you do or come along to where you are, how would, how would they yeah. find out about this? Well, um, it's, again, that's a really good question because there's been a lot of change. So this year what's happening is my website is now actually fully functioning and live and I've got an online shop and I'm going to start presenting sort of a quarterly webinar where I'm just going to share sort of like the updates on the business, but also on sort of, you know, a little bit about what's happening with me. Um, so the website is um, definitely the place to kind of go for, you know, my services and booking uh, availability. Uh, I have got a Facebook page, but I have got a group which I've now decided to completely uh, take control over because when okay. I started the group I didn't have any control over it at all <laughs> I just created it and thought it was just a really nice place for everybody to come and dump their nice stuff and then I realized that it's just not there's no uh, connectivity there's no um, consistency with it so I'm going to work on that this year so if people want to message me or email me on the group that is going to be a really good place to do it because I'm going to be posting kind of my insights, my little snippets and my work there. Um, and the exciting thing is that there's just going to be so many more workshops. So I've done oh, brilliant. 10 um, throughout the year and they're going to be free to attend. They are going to be either around the Zao makeup range, which mm -hmm. is 100% natural. They're going to be either around the pink and green skincare range. Mm -hmm. or they're going to be around kind living okay so there's going to be like three um sets and i'll be posting those at the beginning of february yeah second week of february that they all go out and they're going to be hopefully at the stables in western supermare which is a great space which is where the salon is mm -hmm. there are um you know there's yoga rooms there's beautiful cafes there's it's a really great buzzing space and there's parking in the car park or in the sovereign center um you know it's just it's the same as pretty much anywhere in town in western supermare the aim of those though more than anything is that is that people can come and connect with me ask me questions talk to me about uh sort of vegan beauty and eco beauty if they need to um and yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going to be. Otherwise, uh, you can find me in the salon, but you can't press the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> do you have big, big uh, flashing light? Do not press, do yeah, not press. Yeah. <laughs> I'm normally in with like a client if I'm in the salon. So, um, but there's big plans this year, yeah, for the salon. It's, it's hopefully going to get a bit bigger. Um, and that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, what is your 2020 vision? Pardon the pun. But what, yeah. is, your, yeah. <laughs> what is your dream well, for this year? I've been reluctant to sort of say about it because then I kind of think, oh, if I say it, you know, am I might like. Well, someone... I'm afraid here we hold you accountable. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that. That that's, It doesn't deter me. I think I, I haven't written the plan. Um, well, uh, if there was one actually, thing that you wanted to this happen this ironic. year, what would it be? Well, so the plan. The, the plan is there. It's just me and my husband wanted to sit down and write it out together. So we were going to actually do that tomorrow night. So you just beat me to it. Oh. Um, we're going to um, basically go big or go home. It's not going to go anywhere. 
uh, with one space. Yeah. So I'm going to have a bigger space with more people working for the kind living salon rather than just under the kind living yeah. salon. And uh, basically, a space for learning, uh, a space for giving, um, and then a space for just yourself. So I want three areas of this building um and i'm actually in talks with a developer who's just purchased the building now on the outskirts of weston so oh, i'm so excited no i'm not getting any hopes up because i haven't seen it yet but it was strange how i was sort of i stopped for my break thought about what i felt the business needed to do next to move forward yeah to then someone this guy and this developer saying well i've just bought this and i was like oh okay so he's synchronicity <laughs> yeah. oh we me watch this space, but yeah exciting and, and i love that you're doing more workshops and and wives yeah. uh, wives that's a new word webinar alive <laughs> i've got a new, new new yeah i'm gonna trademark that um oh, because i know from like watching the lives we've done in our, our private space with Tamsin oh my god you, you just come across amazing and I think you really yeah definitely should do more of them this year and I'm oh, so nice. excited for you because I know when I first met you I think it was a like, come network with me net, network event um, and you have still got my crayon <laughs> but I um you know when you first shared your 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 vision your dream it was like oh wow and I just it's so exciting to see that oh, you're right. still doing it it's amazing yes i'm surprised i'm still doing it <laughs> no i didn't say surprise i said i think it's amazing that you're still doing yeah. it i have no, surprise no i am whatsoever. i am surprised <laughs> no 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 you don't give yourself enough credit oh. that's sure um so last question unless you've got anything else you want to say but um if you could shine a light uh within the world on any area of darkness what would it be oh gosh oh my god that's such a big question. I know. <laughs> uh, I need to think before I answer that one. I think, can I combine it? <laughs> I'll, I'll allow this on this occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's areas rather than one area because. Okay. I think that they're all interlinked and I think that if you looked closer at the agricultural, pharmaceutical, economical and global picture, there's a lot that is just not said. Mm -hmm. And even though there are always going to be those pilots championing the truth or the voices that need to be heard, or the strange conspiracists that are all weirdos out there banging drums and shouting to people that this is actually not right. I think that they're the ones that really should be listened to first because when you really, really look at the system and how we're told and delivered information, it's so precise and so repetitive and so regurgitated across the board that there has to be an element of collaboration with that conspiracy, that there has to be something in it that we must know that's not right. 
you know and we lost that back in sort of 200 250 years ago and certainly with press and and printing and printing things and giving people information you know in such a way that it meant that they could be manipulated or maneuvered or taught like told stuff so that they would then act upon that and whether that's for personal gain or business gain or to spend money um i think if you looked at those areas where your food comes from where your medicines made um what their intentions are these companies that own these production lines of these things that we consume we would start to question it a bit more and that would be the shining the light on that because it's not all doom and gloom <laughs> they all play a part in a very for me a small way yeah. but for a lot of people it's their lives and it's the rest of their lives and then it's their children's lives and then their grandchildren's lives and it's quite hard because when you have then seen other things that contradict what we all know you sit there thinking you know i'm mad i'm going mad i think i've gone crazy and actually that's what that's what they want you to feel because i don't believe that people would risk their lives and things like that if there wasn't some truth in it and that's inclusive of professionals you know doctors um people who are like even in my line of work well-being and therapies and helping people through trauma and all the things that go on in the world quite often we all need bits of these these sort of areas but i just don't think we know enough about any of them and if you lived out in the amazonian rainforest and you were just a tribes person and you knew every single tree and plant and you wouldn't need google because <laughs> you've learned it yeah <laughs> but we so rely on google yeah. or or the press or whatever to tell us what we think we need to know and so that would be my it was a hard question because for me I think that's what I'm struggling with at the moment is that is that there's information overload if you go on google it's just very dangerous if you pick up a book and perhaps talk one to one even like this with people that are in the fields mm -hmm. of that area of work or concern that's far more healthy and I think you'll get better answers as well people who've spent 20 years studying um like the China study, like health and nutrition, like that, that's different. And you're talking to people that really know what they're talking about and you can then make your own decisions and you don't, and neither is wrong or right, but you are better informed than, should we say some of the mainstream papers or whatever. <laughs> Completely. And I think so, you've got it. Yeah. Um, when you said about the Amazon, the people in the Amazon, the tribes, and you know, I think if everybody just went and spent, even if it was a couple of days or a week, out in nature with nothing yeah. other than themselves they'd yeah. soon have to learn you know how to survive and i think would do us all good <laughs> to go and do that something along those lines oh, i think that um i i would sum it up as our well-being and our health can be just hugely improved by taking control of your own choices and fundamentally taking responsibility for yourself as a person so you know that it wasn't your choice to be born, but you have now the choice to live the life that you want to live. If we were taught that from one, I think we would combat a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. And um, it makes me, I, I'm aware that to my perhaps close inner circle, they think I'm very anarchist and very anti everything. Uh, but I think that the opposite is actually true. 
I'm very pro-choice. I'm very pro-information. And I'm very much like that's kinder to yourself because surely yeah. then that's your decision. And I'm, I'm definitely anti-dictatorship. <laughs> and I don't mind saying that. So, you know, so I think that if you can get away from, uh, uncurl yourself from the norm sometimes, then that would be the area that I would shine the light on all the time, every time with my loved ones, with my clients. Um, and it's risky, you know. Yeah. I have yeah. had a few close encounters with clients that, perhaps I mean I can't remember when was it oh the vote you know the vote yeah and she just started telling me that I must be a I must be so I can't even remember the word she used I think it was a, a liberalist something like that because I wasn't going to vote for a certain party or something like that and I thought no I don't think I am I think I just have a choice yeah and I think that's the important thing to remember is that we're so lucky to have those choices to make as well so just balance but uh it's all it's all good she's um she still comes to me for her facials we just don't feel <laughs> politics that's totally cool and that's what and that's and that's i suppose a little uh, nod to kindness and absolutely and, yeah she went to me oh i suppose you won't treat me anymore something after the conversation i went oh my gosh like never uh, if you walked in here and you'd just eaten steak sandwich I'm not gonna say oh you can't come in my salon you know because my choices and my stance are only a reflection of what I'd love to share and they're not how everybody lives so I don't ever think oh well you know you have to be that way it's just ridiculous it's like saying we should all we should all have red nails but some people don't like red so what are you gonna do paint them pink <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Lizzie. It's been amazing Pleasure. to talk to you, and I can't wait to see <laughs> how the Kind Living Salon creates more kindness in the world um, oh, going forward you. this year. Um, thank you so much. Um, for listeners, um, anything we've discussed today will be in the show notes. Um, I will put links and a little description of um, how how we you know what we've talked about today, um, and we'll be back next month. So have a super day. Take care.